What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 30 of True North Talk featuring Peter Burnett and myself, Joseph Staten. And Peter, before we go in, into this episode about the aspects of prayer, uh, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about our uh, upcoming plans for season two of the podcast? Just general thoughts on season two. We're coming up to an end on season one. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're trying to, as as we do in all areas of our lives, be the best that we can be and continue to search for ways to improve. And so in this season two, we're going to be you know, trying to find a way to incorporate video again, hopefully getting back onto YouTube, featuring more guests, and just kind of overall improving the quality of the podcast and making sure that we give you, the audience, the best, I guess, faith-based motivation and information that you need. And I'm I'm definitely looking forward to, again, taking kind of a, a step up to what we've already been doing in season two of True North Talk. Yeah, it's been a good ride. It's been an enjoyable first year of True North Talk. We're actually a little bit over a year now. Yeah. But, um, you know, constantly looking for ways to improve. And, yeah, I mean, one of the main focuses, like Peter said, is we're going to be looking to, to get more people on the podcast. Um, so keep your eye out for that. But today we're going to talk about the the different aspects of prayer, like different characteristics um, of prayer itself and also like you know, the importance of, of staying in prayer 24 seven, really, I mean, as, as, as often right. as we possibly can. And some of the things we're going to go through is like specificity, uh, being, you know, specific when you ask for something, uh, the comfort that can come with prayer, having the, you know, the necessity of having faith when you do pray. Um, and also, ha- you know, praying in a, in a spirit of, in a, in a state of humility mm-hmm. and not doing it for the wrong reasons for like whatsoever. So before we dive into that, Peter, I know you had like an acronym that you were sharing with me last night about prayer. You want to go ahead and talk about ACTS? Of course. Yeah. And obviously for for those, you know, un, unfamiliar with the Bible, there's both a book of the Bible called ACTS that kind of dives into the story of the really the early beginnings of the church. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of the story of Paul and just kind of that development, but then another important ACTS ACTS is kind of a good acronym that I've learned over the years um, through through going to church and through youth group. I know it's something that my dad taught a lot as a youth pastor. And so the A stands for adoration, which is basically, and we're going to dive deeper in kind of, into kind of each of these as we go through the episode, but adoration basically is just praising God. You know, you see a lot of it, I would say, in the Psalms, just you know, worshiping him for how amazing he is and for the blessings that he gives us. And then C is confession. That's basically, you know, if you're familiar with the Catholic church, that would be something that you, you know, the listeners would be more familiar with. But confession basically is just admitting, you know, look, God, I've, I've messed up. I'm not perfect. And I need, I need your forgiveness. Um, And just, you know, admitting to God, you know, the, the mistakes that you do make, not just kind of generalizing it, but truly confessing, you know, I committed this sin or I did this wrong. And then moving on into T is Thanksgiving. That one's pretty, pretty self-explanatory, but it's just being grateful for, for the blessings that God provides you with and even being grateful for the tough times as well, because as we've talked about on this podcast and off of it, the, the bad times and the challenges make the good times even more special and easier to appreciate. And so, you know, it's important to be thankful again in all circumstances. Obviously it's easier when there's good times, but 
at the same time, sometimes it's easy to forget where those good things come from. And so I think Thanksgiving is very important to understand that, you know, give credit where it's due and be thankful to God because that's, that's where our blessings come from. And then finally, supplication. That's basically just basically presenting requests, prayer requests to God when, when you have a need. Um, and again, it's, it's not presenting a want to God. It's not asking, you know, it's not when you want a new, you know, a new car or, or a new phone or something (laughs) (laughs) being like, God, can you, can you give this to me? You know, it's, it's having a genuine, like, you know, and, and Joe will touch maybe on a little bit of, of maybe a supplication that he was asking for recently, but, um, it's kind of when you, when you have a request that you're presenting to God, that's basically what supplication is. And so it's, it's a good acronym to remember again, acts, ACTS, adoration, confession, thanksgiving and supplication it's pretty kind of maybe some big bigger words in there but i think the acronym is pretty easy to remember so if you're listening maybe write down each of those words and if you're maybe struggling of of what to pray for or just need a reminder i think it's a really good uh thing to to be familiar with yeah do you know by chance who uh came up with that acronym i do not i can look it up real quick um, I was just curious because yeah. uh, I think it's been around know, I, the church for a while, but okay. Yeah, I was, I was curious. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna touch on some different aspects that we were kind of going through and, and kind of came up with ourselves, just looking at some different scripture. But um, I thought that was a, a good general outline to start us off. And while you're looking that up, Peter, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and read to start us off. First um, Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. I think it's a good precursor for this episode and just a general reminder of the importance of prayer. So it says, again, 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, I don't know, did you find that yet, Peter? I What I found is it's basically just kind of a breakdown, and we'll get into this kind of to close the episode of the Lord's Prayer because if you look at the okay. Lord's Prayer, it kind of has each of those things, like, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us our daily bread. It's a little out of order. Um, Forgive us our sins would be confession. And then um, the the thanksgiving would be just, like, you know, the, the parts of, of being thankful for... Um, for for what god for what god does for us so yeah it's kind of pretty much established by the the lord's prayer again that we'll read later right well kind of coming back to that scripture you probably didn't have a chance to listen you're probably looking it up so i'll read it one more time rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus i mean 18 giving thanks in all circumstances you kind of touch on that with uh, just some of the hardships we face Mm -hmm. Uh, we've talked about that before but um, how do you try to implement like praying continually in your life? Cause I know that could be difficult sometimes. Like what I does would, it mean to pray continually? Do you think it means, you know, all day you're, you're constantly trying to be in prayer with God or do you think it means kind of like habitually making sure that you're, you're staying in prayer at least once or twice a day or something like that? I, I the way I think of it is whenever you have a thought of either, you know, any of those four, four tenants in the acronym, presenting that to God. You know, if you have a situation where you're just like, wow, God, you're awesome, then, you know, say that, you know, whether it's out loud or in your head, just say, you know, God, I'm, I'm so grateful for how, how amazing you are. Or when you mess up, it's, you know, you, 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 
tell God, look, I, I messed up. Please help me to, to truly repent and turn, turn back to you. Again, when you're thankful, kind of similar to adoration, just saying that. And then if you have a request, presenting it. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't really say it's either one. I think habitually doing it like once or twice a day, then it's, and then, but also like continually, if you're just constantly, I'd say, I guess I would say it's closer to maybe praying like continually throughout the day. To, to me, again, what that looks like is just when you have something on your mind that you want to pray about, just do it. That that would be my kind of thoughts on that. I would agree. I would agree. I'm, I'm looking at the Blue Letter Bible here. I'm not sure if you've, you've used this, but it looks like the Greek root word that's used. Um, the King James Version says, pray without ceasing. Hmm. And this is used four other times in the Bible, this exact Greek word. Um, and it says another one's first Thessalonians one through remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience. Romans one nine, um, for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. So it seems like every single time without ceasing, um, first Thessalonians two thirteen for this cause. We also, also we thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men. And then we just read pray without ceasing. I, I think that, you know, when you read that, it can seem kind of like, I don't know. The reason I ask is when I read it, it seemed like, you know, you need to be praying all the time. Hmm. But because um, without ceasing means without stopping. But yeah, I think it's more about establishing that habit. And it's kind of something we've also talked about in other areas of life you know, you don't want to overwhelm yourself and set an unrealistic standard. And then it's just impossible to maintain. So, um, I would say the same thing with prayers. Like, you know, if we are, if you're not praying right now at all, I would say like starting off, just set aside five minutes or even two, three minutes and just, you know, make yourself, just tell yourself, I'm going to, no matter what, I'm going to pray for a couple minutes and talk to God every, every single night, start there. Um, and if you can get more than that, it's always good. I mean, I find myself sometimes throughout the days, you know, if something bad happens, <laughs> I'll just start talking to God. Like, <laughs> Lord, I, I know, uh, you know, this is challenging, but I, I praise you for this anyways, you know, cause, uh, and sometimes in the bad times, that's all you can do is just, you know, give it up to God and let him know, like, you know, I'm, I'm still not going to, I'm going to keep moving forward no matter what. Definitely. I, I agree with that 100%. So that's kind of, a, I don't know, I thought that was a kind of important thing. The way to start the episode was just talk about the importance of, of making sure we are praying continually. But why is that important? And to start, let's go ahead and look at the importance of being specific when you pray. So I had Matthew 6, 7 picked out for that aspect of prayer. And did you have that pulled up, Peter? I do, yeah. Cool. Go ahead and read that. Sure. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. First of all, have you ever heard anybody pray like that? This is babbling. Definitely, definitely a few times I, I've I've heard that sort of prayer in in church over the years. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's just like a lot of like. I feel like I hear the same words when I when I hear like a babbling prayer. It's like filler yeah. words. Yep. You know, just trying to sound religious. Hmm. But um, I don't know. Why do you think it's important that we're specific when we pray? Because it's getting to the point is something that really should be applied to all areas of life. Sometimes, you know, if you're telling a story, it's it's sometimes okay to be a little long-winded or something. But 
people people and I believe God appreciates when you're quick, short to the point. And and another point here is, you know, those the, those pagans were kind of doing it out of like a selfish ambition to be heard for for their prayers. And so I think again, just getting getting to the point and being like, God, this is this is what I'm either grateful for, what I'm struggling with, um, what I need your help with, is I think the best way to go about it. Because then you're not you know wasting time just saying pointless pointless words or pointless thoughts. Yeah, I, I think God wants us to be specific when we when we talk to Him. I mean, you know, you can say, oh. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to think of an example on the spot of just babbling, but like, you know, like praying like, Oh, I, you know, I'm so I just pray that everything works out. I pray that, you know, you're not, you're not being specific. You're not giving, you're not letting God know what you truly want. And yes, he knows what you want. Like he's, he's on, he's omniscient. He's all knowing, but I think there's something magical about strictly specifically stating, you know, what you're praying for. And it's, I'm not, when I say what you want, I'm not saying like, like you were saying, oh, I want a new car. I want to, I want a million dollars. But, um, you know, God knows what we need. And if we ask him, he's faithful and just to, to give us what we need. So I think it's important that we're specific when we pray. But um, moving along to comfort. This is something that I notice happens when I pray a lot. Uh, before I read this, Peter, I mean, what, I mean, have you noticed that when you are continually in prayer, um, there's just a sense of comfort that comes? Definitely. And I would say prayer was one of the things that, that helped me get me through, you know, years of, of struggling with anxiety. That would be, you know, sometimes I'll admit it wasn't the first thing that, that I immediately thought of. It's, it's easy to get caught up when you're, when you're anxious in the anxiety and in just trying to fill with other distractions, you know, maybe playing video games or, um, or even working out, you know, something that's a healthy habit it's not as efficient as praying about it. And I definitely found, um, that, that when I did pray through, through those, you know, distressing times, I definitely felt comforted. And I know now that if those thoughts come back, you know, spend a, a, even just a few minutes in prayer and just like quiet reflection with God, I know that I can kind of, you know, turn those thoughts away. And so, yeah, I, prayer is massive for comfort. It's also just, you know, barring a few circumstances, if you're praying like in front of a group of people or something, it's, it's very comforting just because it's, it's you one-on-one with God. There's nobody else, Mm. you know, involved in the situation. It's you and God. And there's just some things, like you said, again, so comforting about that, about knowing that that's, you know, that you're just kind of held in God's grasp and that that he's there to provide peace and comfort and i know we'll get to the, the the peace of god in a little bit but yeah it's it's definitely hugely comforting to be in prayer regularly yeah i just i just thought of an interesting question mm-hmm. and i want to hear your thoughts is you know that's that's what we are when we are in prayer constantly but what are some things you've noticed when you're not consistently in prayer i mean i would say to what i was telling about anxiety definitely noticing that that is more um proficient and more happens more often when I'm not in prayer. Um, it's, it's easier to fall into temptations to commit sins of, of any kind. Um, it's easier than to be kind of short with other people because you're not, you know, thinking and treating others as God would. 
So yeah, I think, I mean, I could go through a whole list of even more things that, that can go wrong, but those would be a few that I say stand out to me. I think it's interesting too, because if you're not, if you're not, you know, taking that time out to be with God, it's interesting how that, you know, uh, how that presents itself in other, other areas of your life. If you're not, if you're not being patient and taking time with God, you're not going to be patient and take time with others. You know, it's kind of like a direct reflection right there. Definitely. But I thought Psalm 18, six was a good way to put it. It says in my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to God for my help from his temple. He heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Um, and like you were saying, just having that direct communication with the creator and just knowing that it's you and God, I don't think there's really anything else in this world that could be more comforting than that thought. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I think that kind of sums so, up, I mean, sums up perfectly what we were talking about. Yeah. And then this, this next one we're going to go into is something we we've talked about several times. I think it's a bigger idea than, than just relating to prayer, really anything you do in life. Um, and we are probably going to have an episode coming on this this idea somewhat soon, but just the idea of having faith in general, acting in faith, uh, fully believing, but especially in prayer, I think it's, 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 it's especially important in prayer to, to pray with faith and to believe when you pray. Um, so before we go ahead and, and get into these scriptures, did you have anything that you want to say uh, regarding the importance of having faith just in general, but especially in prayer? Oh man, how to, how to sum that up. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's such a big, big idea. And, you know, like you said, we'll probably devote a full episode to it, but to, to keep it brief, I would say if you don't truly believe what you're praying for, I mean, God, God says it in the Bible, Jesus says it in the new Testament, you know, you're not going to receive it, but it's also, if, if you don't believe that it's going to happen, then why are you even wasting time praying for it? You know, that's, that's mm. kind of something I just thought of right now is, if, if you don't really believe that it's possible, why even present it to God? So, yeah. yeah and, and, and having faith, it, it gets you through challenges because you do, you have the belief. And I would say, you know, that God will get you through that situation. Um, so yeah, faith again, it's, it's a huge, huge topic of, you know, Christianity as a whole and something that could be, talked about for a whole season of true north talk episodes but to keep it brief yeah that those would be kind of the points that i would say just that if you hey and maybe it will eventually yeah, maybe, maybe it we'll have be. a whole season dedicated to faith because there's Definitely. literally so many things you could talk about with faith for sure i mean i think fundamentally faith is a is a way of life right mm-hmm. it's a yep. mindset yep and if you if you're living in faith your life will just find ways to, to bear fruit i mean it's just, it's just how it is i mean the the, the world that we live in bro is uh, it rewards faith. Yep. It does. Because if you, there's, you know, I, I told you this analogy of um, the guy who believed in a ghost and the guy who didn't, right? I don't think I've said this on the podcast, hmm. but somebody who believes in ghosts and somebody who does not can sleep in the same exact room on two different nights. One man will be awake at night because he believes in ghosts and he hears the wind blow and he's all scared and looking around in fear. The other man who does not, and in and, and, and this analogy... I guess you could replace it with having faith or whatever, but the, the man who does not believe in ghosts, you know, can go to sleep peacefully because he just doesn't believe in ghosts. But it's, it's, you can apply that same analogy to somebody who has faith and who does not somebody living in a state of fear could be in the exact same circumstance, the exact same person's shoes with everything going on. And they could just look around and see the world. Like everything's going wrong. Nothing's going right. They're living scared. They're living in a state of fear. 
you put the same exact person in their shoes with faith and really just a positive mindset, that same exact person in the same exact scenario will, will be at peace with himself and they'll be fulfilled and happy. And not only that, they'll be able to make things happen that a lot of people just will not in their life because they, they choose to have a mindset of faith and instrumentally in that, I would say you could, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but I would say instrumentally just living our lives. I don't think human beings can live fully in faith if they don't have a connection with God. That's just my opinion, but yeah, I I agree with that. And then on the, on that analogy, I would say, you know, our fears are just what we create in our own minds. And that's, that's something from, from a book that we're going to be talking about probably, probably a lot in season two, think and grow rich. Um, but really it's, it's, our fears are just what we create in our own mind. And so if we have some, somebody in this case, it's God that we know can help us overcome those fears again, that we create for ourselves. And in this, in this analogy, it would be this, this person being like, these ghosts aren't even real. And it's kind of the same thing with your fears thinking, you know, these fears are founded in, in sand there. There's no, there's no real structure to these fears that I have. And so, yeah, I think that's just what I would add to, to that, to that story about, you know, the person who believes in ghosts and the person who doesn't is, it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing with fear. And obviously ghosts are used as kind of a a picture of fear. And so I would say with, with God and, you know, with prayer as a, a leading force, you won't be afraid of, of those ghosts or those fears in your life. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of the spiritual armor. I think it was Ephesians mm-hmm. six. Yeah. Uh, but just the armor of God, like in protecting our minds, that gets so important, but yeah, we can talk about that all day long, but you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in some of the verses relating to faith when you pray. So can you go ahead and read James one, five through eight? Definitely. So if, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. It's not not only just, yeah, you're not going to, you shouldn't respect to receive anything from God, but straight up this person is double-minded and unstable in everything they do i mean dude <laughs> that's pretty tough i mean when you say that was pretty tough yeah yeah that's a hard truth i would definitely say <laughs> that's why people don't like the bible bro i'm telling you <laughs> for sure because it brings the facts bro it definitely. really does yeah but I, I find the first part interesting there i don't I didn't really plan on talking about this part but in the verse five if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask god for wisdom mm-hmm. who gives generously to all without finding fault and will be given to you Right. Uh, man, how do you get, I feel like you get wisdom by reading and, and studying, but man, how would God give you wisdom? Well, what do you think about that? The story of Solomon is a perfect example of that he was King David's son, um, was a king and already had a lot of, of blessings and power and, and rule um, and God basically said, ask for anything you want and it will be given to you. And Solomon asked for wisdom. And obviously Solomon mm. still, Solomon still made a lot of mistakes. If you know that story, he definitely wasn't a perfect person. None of us are. Um, 
but but the one thing that he asked for in that situation, I think it was when he was young, like just just had been appointed king, or maybe he wasn't even quite yet. Um, he might have just been like a prince at the time, but I think he was a king. And again, instead of asking for for riches or or women or just more power or authority, Solomon asked for wisdom, and because of that, he was he became at least biblically speaking one of the wisest people to ever walk the earth. Yeah. I remember that story. That's, I remember reading that. I went through the Bible, I think in 2020 during COVID, I, I read through the entire Bible front to back. And, uh, the, the story of Solomon was one that stood out to me. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, I started implementing that in my prayer life, just asking for wisdom and, and, and discernment, uh, because God was very pleased with that. If I remember correctly, he said, God, because he did not ask for those things, like you just said, like, you know, material possessions or whatever. Um, God made him the wisest man on earth and and people would come from all over the world. Kings would come to him for wisdom and to seek wisdom from him. I'm just curious how that works. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how God would impart wisdom, I guess, aligning things in your life. I mean, I would just say, I don't know, maturing you, things like that. Maturing you would be part of it. I would say wisdom is, being able to right, make the right decisions when you're presented with a tough tough decision to make and then seeing that kind of bear fruit. Um, hmm. Like I, I would say even for, for us with this podcast, I would say we've been given some, some amount of wisdom of topics to talk about and the words to say when we're talking about topics, um, being able to pick the right topics, ones that we think are very important for people you know, both, you know, our age, Christians, non-Christians. And I think wisdom is, is not quite like the easiest thing to put your finger on. But again, I think it's just being able to make the right decisions at the right time and then seeing those play out and and bear fruit. Yeah. I think wisdom is, yeah, I would agree. And also like good judgment, like you're saying. And one, speaking of wisdom, a good place to read, um, is Proverbs, which were mostly, if not entirely, written by Solomon as well. There's a lot of wisdom. I mean, it's it's known as the book of wisdom for a reason, and so I do. I would encourage both myself and Joseph to read that. That's part of my reading plan this year. I'm reading the New Testament and the Psalms and Proverbs. I would encourage Joe for you to, to you know, whenever maybe you're searching for wisdom, to look through that book. And for everybody listening, I would encourage you definitely to to read through the Proverbs whenever you're faced with, with a challenging situation, or maybe you feel like you're just lacking wisdom in general. It's, it's the perfect book to fix, fix that, that sort of problem when you, when you don't feel like you have wisdom. Yeah. I've, I've found myself going to Proverbs quite often. The, you know, the thing with Proverbs is that you got to be careful how much you want to read of it. Cause there's so much wisdom in it. Like, yeah. I mean, if you try to even sit down and read one chapter, it's almost impossible to take it all in. Cause there's literally just so much packed in there. Uh, and it's because Solomon was one of the wisest men on earth. You know, it's, it's hard to, to really put into words some of the wisdom that he was given. So it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a fantastic book. Uh, but going back here to the scripture, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And I don't know, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I've heard a lot of people, even some people that I've interacted with in church settings that say, you know, I, I believe in God, but I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I really believe the whole 
whatever you ask will be given to you. I don't know. You know, the people just doubt that. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think it's possible for us to not doubt when we, when we pray and have full faith and expectancy? I think an important part of that is people who maybe have that thinking, I would argue maybe don't always have the right motives because that's a key part of it too. If we believe that God is going to provide something for us, but it's not for the right reasons. And Jesus talks about this, I think somewhere in definitely in Matthew and probably other gospels as well, that, you know, if we don't have pure, correct motives for what we're asking for, then those things aren't promised to us. We might still receive them, but they certainly aren't promised to us. But I mean, ask and it will be given to you, you know, knock and the door will be opened. So, that that idea, I think, again, people who, who have that sort of thinking that you said probably don't always have the right motives or they don't, simply put, they don't have the faith that's necessary that, you know, the faith the side of a mustard seed that, that can tell a mountain to, to jump into the ocean that we'll, we'll read. We'll read that in a little bit in these uh, Mark and Matthew verses. But I think, yeah, two things. I would say those people simply lack the faith themselves for, for whatever reason they can't get over that hump of doubt and at the same time it's possible as well that they simply don't have the right motives um and maybe i would say also maybe a final point is they aren't as close to god as they should be and so Mm. they can't really see that you know they don't have that close connection and they can't see that with the the correct pure motives with true abiding deep faith and with humble humble requests those things will be given again those are three things that you need and again i mean it is important to understand that sometimes those things aren't in god's plan for you but i think if you doubt that you know it's kind of more than saying to yourself oh i don't think god's going to be able to give me that instead thinking i know god can give that to me if it's in his will but i need to understand as well that it's possible that it's not I know that might seem like double-sided right. thinking, but I think it's it's the right mindset to have. Again, understanding that if it's in his plan, yes, God will, not might, God will provide that to me. But at the same time, if it's not part of his plan, he has something else or maybe something bigger even for me. <clears throat> yeah, and that's, uh, that's kind of the balance between the thing we were talking about in the way back, but like how much how much of our life is our free will? How much of it is God's mm-hmm. sovereignty? Because we clearly have will. We have the, we have the choice to, to do what we want in this life. I mean, it's just evident in, in human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think making sure that our motives align with God's will, constantly praying for that wisdom. Um, and also, you know, for example, like the careers that we are both pursuing, you know, it's things like that, like that you want to dedicate your life work to, I think you want to do some really deep work and, and pray and dig down and find out, you know, the gifts that God has given you and how you could use them to bring him glory. Um, and as long as you're doing that, I, I don't think that, you know, we're going back to the faith, the faith question. I think people just, yeah, I, I think it's a lack of faith, bro. And I think it's a choice, you yeah. know, because it's, it's kind of goes back to, um, the thing where people say, Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to believe in God. I, I really want to, I just can't see him. Well the, mm-hmm. well, the scripture tells us, um, God has made himself evidence at all so that there may be no excuse right, for anybody. Right. Yeah. And that, 
if you seek, you will find. It's not, it doesn't say if you seek and knock, you might find. No, <laughs> it says you seek, you will find. Yep. Um, so I think it is, I think it is a choice. You know, mm-hmm. I think there even in the even in some church communities, um, and probably most churches, there are always going to be a couple people that, you know, I don't know. They just I don't know. They they lack the. Uh, the true desire to, to pursue a relationship with God. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's more of a tradition thing to go to church for tradition or community or something like that. But yeah, I think it's a choice personally, even though that might be a little bit, sound a little bit harsh. I do think it's a choice to have faith. No, I think that's, it's a, it's a good harsh truth. I think definitely I would, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. And so, I think, uh, I think so a good moving, description of that is to, to round this out finally, before we go into the next one. Such a person, that, that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So I think that's all you need to know about that. I mean, the thing is, even those people that say they lack faith or they can't find faith, uh, they still they still live their life in an act of faith every single day. Mm-hmm. They wake up and they and they have faith that, you know, every day will be like the, like the, the previous days that it will still, the sun will still come up that, you know, time will still keep passing by at the same rate that time passed by. These are all things that are tied into God's existence. So they still act in faith, even though they don't, they don't think they do. Hmm. So that's, that's kind of like the funny thing about that, but moving along, yeah. um, Mark eleven twenty two through 25, I'll go ahead and read this. Have faith in God. Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe what you, that you have received it and it will be given to you. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So there, I don't know, there's two or three things that we could talk about there. But uh, the first thing I want to talk about is what do you think? Like, why do you think Jesus used the example of the mountain? I think because it's something that's so majestic to us, like as, as somebody who's who's visited um Yellowstone and and even like the Appalachian Mountains in in the eastern United States. I mean, there's just something. Maybe it's like in our DNA or or something that just. I mean, mountains are so majestic and they're so like they're kind of a sign of power in a way. I would say because they're so just massive and and another thing too. I think actually probably even more so to the point that Jesus is making here is they seem immovable. They seem impossible mm. to move. You know because they're so massive. They're their rock there. I mean, if you weighed a mountain like Mount Everest, it would weigh who knows how many amounts of tons. If you just, you know, took it, put it on a, put it on a massive scale, it would be impossible to, to fathom how, how massive and immovable a mountain is. But what Jesus is saying here is, and, and it's phrased sometimes differently in another part of scripture, you know, the faith of a mustard seed, which is these like the smallest seed you can move this mountain the you know from faith of the smallest amount just even a little bit of faith you can move an an entire mountain and throw it into the sea and so hmm. i think that's a picture of just kind of the scale that yeah i mean having having a lot of faith is cool it's good i think it's a positive sign shows that you have a healthy relationship with god but at the same time even if you have just a little bit and that can come with a healthy relationship as well even if you have a tiny tiny piece of faith you can move mountains and i don't know about you joe but i've i've definitely felt like i've been able to move move some mountains already in my life and i've seen other people who who have as well and again all it takes is is a little bit of faith and like we talked about having 
having the correct motives um, is, you know, anything is possible. Yeah, I think when you're talking about faith and moving mountains, I think it starts small always. Yep. Um, you know, it's it's about moving that hill, moving that little pile of dirt and then you move you move a bigger pile of dirt and then you keep mm-hmm. going on but yeah to begin it starts takes that little seed of faith yeah <clears throat> and, and, well, and I it's think also the, the, on that real quick it's believing even when you're mo- make, you know moving smaller things believing still that you can move that mountain but but go ahead and yeah verse 24 whatever whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it received mm-hmm. yep you already have it okay yep. so uh, i think that's important and that's and these are the things that you know we were talking on the phone about um you know, our plans to end season one, we're going to talk about something in the book, they can grow rich faith and desire. And, uh, just, you know, the necessity of faith really. But, um, this, uh, this aligns directly with that, what that book says. And it's yeah. that believing that you've already received it, acting in faith that you already have what you, what you desire. Um, I mean, it's, it's critical. It's critical. You, you need to picture it. You need to believe it. You need to ask for it in faith, whatever you want in prayer. Um, and believe you received it and it will be yours. Jesus said it right here. The creator of the universe is saying this. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not like some guru. This is not some, some, you know, author. This is Jesus. Yep. Believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Um, and like I said, anybody who doubts this, I, I think that they simply are not choosing to have faith just straight up. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then well, the last thing I want to say here before we move on from this is, 25 and when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive them so your father may forgive you your sins that is that is absolutely critical as well because if you go into prayer and you're not i would say if you don't have a clean slate proverbially speak i don't know if i'm using the right word but speaking you know about your mindset when you go into prayer you cannot go into prayer and have a really grudge against anybody you gotta Mm -hmm. clean slate forgive everybody even if you don't feel like it and then approach god and humility in in a state of humility and respect and um, yeah, I think it's important that we have that mindset as well. Yeah. I would say just quickly to add to that, it's almost like if you're, if you're driving in a car and your, your windshield has, you know, ice or snow or, or dirt or just, you know, something on it that's blocking your view. If you don't clean that out of the way, you're not going to be able to fully be invested in, in driving or, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, you know, if you wear, if you wear glasses, if you have dirt on your glasses and you don't wipe off that dirt first, you're not going to be able to see clearly. And I think that's kind of a picture of, of how prayer needs to be. If you don't take away that, that dirt in kind of, you know, those, those feelings of, you know, whatever they may be, betrayal or just distrust or even, even straight up hatred or just a dislike for another human being. If you don't, you know, take care of those first. I mean, it's kind of like the, the story, you know, if you have a speck in your own eye and, or if you have, if you see the speck in somebody else's eye and don't see the log in your own, kind of the same idea here. If you don't clear those, you're not going to be able to see God clearly. And so, yeah, I think mm. that that's just what I would add to that. If you don't take care of the, the dust, the dust and dirt and the grime that's, that's in the way of you having a clear picture of God, you're not going to have the type of prayer that's, that's needed and that, that we've worked, we've been talking about in this episode. Before we move on from faith, I have an interesting question for you. Okay. Because this, this is this is something I was thinking about. When we're talking about people that don't have faith, they don't believe in these things. Mm-hmm. Don't they have faith, but they just have faith in the wrong things? They have faith yeah. in the fact that they don't have faith. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they have faith in the fact that that you can't pray and receive what you you know what you ask for. They, it's, it's it's like they have they a, have faith a faith in failure. I would say. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, like I said, that kind of goes along with what we were saying as well with, with some of the books yeah. that we've talked about. You know, the subconscious mind does not discriminate which thoughts you give it. It will carry out its orders regardless uh, whether those are fear or faith. Yeah. So, and and I don't want to completely know. feel like we're you know blasting people here because I know, <laughs> you know, sometimes sometimes that's Bro. what's needed. But but I think another blasting, point. I'm weak. <laughs> another point is <laughs> what a word. <laughs> if <laughs> uh, that's the title of the episode: blasting those who do not have faith. Yeah, but 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 <laughs> on, on a more serious note, you know, some people have have big time struggles in their lives and they've sometimes it's tough for them to see the the light at the end of the tunnel because they've been through so many hard circumstances um and my my encouragement for people who feel like they've only ever been wronged by god and that they they only have ever known fear and failure is to find solace in knowing that god is there for you i know it might not look like it right now I know that finding faith might be a challenge because you've never seen the other side. But my encouragement to you would be to find hope and to find faith and to find God's love for you. That, And also I would encourage you to have that mindset that me and Joe have talked about, that every challenge not only makes you better, but it allows you to appreciate when those good times do come and they just overall make you into a stronger, better person. And I know, again, what we've been talking about might be difficult for some people who have only ever known struggle in their life and I'm, I don't want to just brush that aside. So, but, but yeah. you know, prayer prayer is one of those avenues where even, like, like, I, like I talked about earlier with, with anxiety, where even when you're going through those tough times, and there were times definitely where I was like, you know, God, why? Why is this something that I'm having to deal with? Why? Why? You know, this is a really tough challenge. You know, I'd have nights where I'd be be up at night, late into the night, and you know, my my anxiety also made me sick, so that was miserable too. Um, but prayer was one of those avenues, and I would say probably the the best avenue. Um, the avenue. The avenue. I would say. You know, and and I'm I'm always so grateful for my mom. She was one of the the key people who would stay up with me sometimes at night when I was dealing with that bad anxiety. Um, and obviously, we would we would pray together to to help me get through it. And so, yeah, I would encourage everybody who does have those really tough moments and who who have only ever known the fear and the struggle and and the failure that prayer is something that can get you through that. So just, just wanted mm-hmm. to, to add that. And I, I hope that, that somebody can, can take something away from that. Yeah. I mean, we, we laugh about some of these things, but in all reality, it is something where, you know, people have different experiences in life. Some people grow up and they don't, they never see faith in their life. You know, mm-hmm. they, they never have anybody to tell them these, these things. And they just don't understand that, you know, it, it can be as simple as a choice, as, as harsh as that may sound, or straight up as it may sound. But sometimes that, that's what certain people need to hear. Yeah, and I think that's why that um, that book has done so well is that it simply puts it out there in the first chapter. Like, look, I, I know that whatever you may have believed your whole life, this and that, but the fact is, you everybody has the ability to to live in faith. Everybody has the ability to be happy. Um, not even necessarily be happy, but to be joyful. I feel like happy yep. is a fleeting emotion, but definitely great, to, great to be joyful. Yeah, to to be joyful um, and to live 
you know, calm lives that are, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, there's a, there's a phrase that coach Harbaugh uses and I like it. And it's just called being a happy warrior in life, you know, hmm. going forward. Yeah. Um, and, and maintaining a positive attitude and being a warrior and fighting for what you think is, 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 is worthy for fighting for. That is, that's, so, that's, I, I love that. Yeah. Being a happy warrior, even, even yeah. if you face the challenges, <laughs> yeah. Maintaining that happiness. And I, maybe that's where we can kind of tie in something that, that I recently experienced Peter right. is, is, yep. uh, you know, I've talked about it before in the podcast, but my dad's health issues at times, and my dad had a brain tumor taken out in 2018, and and uh, had kind of a scare a couple of days ago. Mm. Kind of, he came over to my house, and I don't know, started having some similar feelings that he had a couple of years ago, and you know, went to the hospital and got everything checked out, did a, did an MRI, but there was a period of time where he went to the hospital, and and you know, we kind of wait overnight for the results, and it was very, very nerve wracking for me. Mm. Um, but you know you know, thankfully, you know, prayer and, and reading and also, you know, talking to Peter and, you know, getting that comfort. I, I feel like, um, really, I mean, Peter, you can kind of vouch, but there was a moment in our conversation where even when my dad was in the hospital, we didn't know what was going on. There was, yep. you know, I don't know, something that switched. And, and I think, I don't know, you have to be, even in the worst scenarios, you can, you kind of have to stay positive. You don't really have a choice. You know, I feel like anything we go through in this life, you don't, you have to choose to be positive because we understand that whatever happens in this life, like God has an ultimate purpose. So, yeah. And I just want to quickly add to that, um, you know, the power of coming together, not just, you know, sometimes, you know, you only do pray yourself and God, but the power of prayer and coming together with other believers is something Matthew 18 Mm -hmm. verses 19, 19 through 20 Again, this is Jesus talking. Truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. So again, that's all it took. All it takes. You know, it was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably talked to some other people about it, but you know, it was even if it was just me and you praying about it. Jesus Himself says the power of that, and so right. yeah, that's that's something that I'd, I I know some some prayer requests are, are certainly private. And I, I understand some people, you know, want to keep those sort of things to themselves, but I would encourage you, maybe if you're a little bit hesitant, even to share a prayer request to somebody else, I would encourage you to, to still reach out to that person. Because if, if it's somebody that truly has your best intentions at heart and has a firm background in faith and a true abiding relationship with God, they're going to pray for you. They're not going to you know, if it's if it's a sin that you're dealing with that you want them to pray about, they're they're not going to hold it against you. They're not going to judge you for that sin again if they are purely connected with with God. And so, yeah, I would I would just add to that the power of again just two people coming together in Jesus' name is immensely powerful. Yeah, I think if anybody's going to judge you for prayer requests, I mean, barring some ridiculous few things i mean literally like pedophilia or something like that but like right barring a a few ridiculous things you could you should you know given that you have a brother in christ and you know i don't want to say just about anybody because you have to be careful who you share personal things with as well of course you know you should never expect somebody who's close with you who has a relationship with god to to be like ew what no i'm not gonna pray (laughs) for that like if 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 somebody reacts like that they shouldn't be in your life to be honest so um, kind of moving along, we're, we're kind of short on time for this episode today. So we're going to talk about one more thing regarding prayer and that's humility. Um, and just coming in an attitude of humility before God. I think we kind of touched on it already in this episode, but, uh, Peter, would you go ahead and read? I know we we had Matthew, what was it? Six, really right. one through like what? 13 or something like that with the Lord's prayer. 
I think six. Or do you want me to start or in verse six through thirteen? Verse one, verse verse. The first few verses kind of talk about giving to the needy. It does say. Um, yeah, we can do six through thirteen. That's cool. I do want to read verse one real quick though, because it's kind of the same. I actually, well, yeah, I think actually the first four verses are. I'll just kind of sum it up. Jesus, Jesus is saying, "Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you'll have no reward from my Father in heaven." Um, so when you give the, to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocr- hypocrites do in the synagogues to be honored by others. So basically, just saying, you know, don't do it out of selfish ambition. And then kind of the same same thing applies here. I'll I'll read verses five through six and uh, five through eight, and then I'll save the last verses, I think, to kind of close the episode with the Lord's Prayer. So Matthew six, verses five through eight. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. In verse 7, we already read earlier, just a reminder, don't keep babbling on. Um, Do not be like them, the pagans who babble on, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the idea of, and this is something I'm always wary of, is people who are quick to pray in public like what what are your motives you know what i mean like i I get it if it's you know if you're in a group and you're praying for a group and everything like that prayer requests absolutely there's nothing wrong with that but um i don't know there there are some people that some red flags have kind of gone off with me and i think it's because of this because i think some people like to put on display their skill or or speaking ability or something like that Mm. um and kind of kind of what it does says here you know the father who sees what is done in secret will, will reward you yep um, and what was the first part there? I, I don't have the first part of the scripture pulled up. You talked about they've they've received their reward in full when right. they pray in public. Right. Yeah, right here. Um, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues on the streets to be honored by others. So their full reward is is what when people say, "Oh, wow, they must be really religious." Blah blah blah. Right. That's that's their full reward. But um, praying in public and, and truly keeping these, the things close to your heart that really matter to you, you know, just between you and God, I think is a incredible blessing to have. And just incredible aspect of our relationship with God is that he, he knows the innermost desires of our heart mm-hmm. and that's not really how it should be. You know, we shouldn't be out here, um, you know, projecting, like trying to, trying yeah. to sound like a perfect speaker just to pray, to get, you know, glory from others. That's, that's just not the right mindset to have. So that's, that's kind of my thoughts. I don't know if you had anything else, Peter, to, to throw in there. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I would just counter, there are some people who are obviously gifted with that ability to to pray in public, um, you know, especially like like pastors. I know that was something that, that my dad was always, was always really good at. Um, and so it's important, though, to always make sure that if that is a gift that you have, make sure that you aren't doing it for your own glory, but you're doing it to uplift others and obviously most importantly to uplift God. And so that would just be my takeaway is, is, you know, if you're good at it, don't be afraid of praying in public, but at the same time, you know, abide by what this is saying and, you know, not doing it in a prideful way. Yeah. And I think there's very few scenarios just by nature of our society now where Christianity is kind of like frowned upon almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not common. I don't think anymore for somebody to pray in, in super public areas for glory. Cause to be quite honest, he probably made fun of by a lot of people, but mm-hmm. uh, there are definitely some scenarios that I've witnessed where people do it for, for glory. And it's just, 
you know, is what it is. But yeah, I mean, as long as we have that mindset of being humble when we approach God and doing it for the right reasons, I think we're all good. So um, kind of circling back to the beginning here, the aspects of prayer, um, the end of this, this, this section here is the Lord's Prayer. Did you want to read that, Peter? Do you want me to go ahead and read it? I can read it if you want. I can, or, or if you want to, if you want to include also verse 14. No, you, you can go ahead. Perfect. And again, this is just Jesus talking, Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 9. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This, this doesn't include it, but another thing that's often added is, For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive mm. other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I just quickly want to add, that's- Joe, before you give your thoughts, this isn't a magic formula. This isn't like a prayer that you need to like recite word for word because then I feel like it's not a genuine prayer. But the themes that are presented in this prayer are I think perfectly summing up kind of that, that acts acronym. Definitely. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing like, you know, you reciting this just to recite it is, is definitely not the move. Mm-hmm. Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but understanding, you know, the, there was intention behind how it was structured. First of all, you have our father who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So, you know, respecting God, giving him his, his, uh, his due glory and, and, you know, coming humbly, your kingdom come, your will be done praying for his will to be done. Um, you know, giving us our daily bread, that's spiritual food, um, asking for forgiveness. And if you notice here, there's not really too much about, Oh, can I, you know, can you please do this for me? Can I please have this? Mm-hmm. It's more about coming before God and, and praising him, giving him glory, coming humbly. Yep. And, uh, I think that's important that we should always do that. I try to, I try to do that when I pray, you know, I'm, I'm always one who's like kind of weary to even ever ask for things for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even have something in where I, I try to make sure that I'm like balancing out my praises <laughs> and my, my gratefulness with, with my request to God. But he yeah. definitely tells us like we went over earlier in this episode to, to make your request be known to God. You know, he wants us to ask for things. So don't feel, don't feel shameful for asking for, um, for things when you, when you talk to God, definitely He's the creator of the universe. But, uh, we are running out of time. So any closing thoughts on this episode or that section there? I, again, just think it's it's a perfect prayer. I'd encourage you. I'm not going to read through it again, but for anybody listening to this episode, Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, and then 14 and 15 as well about forgiveness. It's a perfect summary. And again, just to close out my, my comments, remember acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. That's kind of a basic formula. And again, you don't want to like pray like you're just checking off a checklist but if you're trying kind of struggling of what to pray with remember remember that acts acronym and the lord's prayer yeah absolutely and then kind of to recap some of the things we went over as well you know being specific when you pray um the comfort that comes when you do pray Mm -hmm. you know having faith when you pray and also coming in a a spirit and an attitude of humility Um, but just to sum this all up i think you know it's so important to pray so important to be continually in prayer without ceasing as as scripture says and um it's just critical. So if you're not doing this, make an effort, try to make it more of an effort. Myself included probably should, should improve on this as well. But, um, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So probably a little bit shorter, but like I said, it's kind of a time crunch today. So 
uh, hopefully we packed a lot of value in to this episode as much as we possibly can. If you guys did enjoy this episode, make sure you like and rate the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe here, of course, to True North Talk. And with that being said, we will see everybody next episode. Peace out. Peace.